You're listening to Housewives on Display with Jay. And Jay. Hi, how are you doing today? Pretty good, pretty good. It's an exciting day. Today is a holiday. Today is a major day. Because today is the day. But you are listening and we're recording our first. How do you feel? I feel pretty good. This is a good um, episode to start. We honestly couldn't have a better time. Honestly. Yeah, so are you ready to just, should we just get straight into it? Yeah. Okay, it's happening. So we're recapping today, The Real Housewives of Potomac, Season 5, Episode 1, entitled Old Testament's New Revelations. Okay, so we'll go straight into grading the episode. Where are we at with a letter grade on the premiere of Potomac this week? I'm going to give it a B plus. But, okay. but just know that I did think it was really good. I'm trying to save the A material, obviously. Um, and I think Potomac is going to give us some, some A material this season. Multiple, multiple episodes, I'm sure. I'm sure. Um but for this one, I'm going to give it a B plus just because it was intro and nothing technically happened per se, but it's, I think it's building up to something great. And I'm going to have to retweet and I'm going to have to say the exact same thing. B plus for sure. Strong B plus for a premiere episode. You know, it's just planting the seeds, introducing us to the ladies, letting us know what's been happening. And it moved along nicely and we got to see everybody. We got introduced to the new housewife in the first episode, which I think is a bonus. You know, some seasons, like you meet her like episode two. Right. Right. Which is annoying. Right. Um, we didn't see. So I like that. So yeah, I'm I'm very comfortable with a B plus. I agree. Okay, cool. Before we even get into the episode, obviously we have to talk tagline. All right, so, let's do it. Yeah, let me. I have them pulled up. Let me get them up. Okay. So we'll start with none other than the Grand Dame. My queen. Our queen. Karen is, honey, the Grand Dame don't repeat history. She makes it. (laughs) (laughs) That's fantastic. I mean, she nailed it. I love her so much. We adore she can her. Honestly, truly, do no wrong for me. It's it's really bad. Yeah, we're it's very Karen. rare that I'm like. Yeah. It's very rare that I'm like Karen. Come on, very rare. Yeah, that we're sick of fans. So just letting you all know, if you don't like that, too bad. We love Karen. <laughs> <laughs> so Karen will be staying here. Okay. Now on the other hand, Miss Giselle. I'm the baddest thing walking and the most anointed one talking. Right. Um, she's like pushing this this pastor on us after years of dragging his name through the mud. So it's just confusing. To say the least. But okay, if it's your storyline, then so it is. Miss Ashley Darby. Now that I got my baby, that's the only crap I take. I mean, okay. You know, new moms always had to talk about their fucking kids. 
They're the okay. first ones to ever have had a child. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, Candace, reading is fundamental, and honey, I own the library. When does she own the library? I mean, it's a read, but what library does she own? You know what I mean? You would think she like comes from money from like a bookstore or something. She's speaking as though a library is synonymous with her, and I'm at a loss. I get what she was trying to go for. It. I'm not mad at it. I mean, it was a it's a it's very catchy. I love the line, but I just really wish that you know what I mean. It pertained to her life in some way. Maybe she's going to be reading a lot this season or something. I really want this to come full circle. I love this. Oh, line. because Karen's made sense. For what she does. That's what I'm trying to figure out. Is she's moving back to Potomac. She's saying she's not repeating history. She's making new history. I get what she's doing. And you know, Giselle did her thing. Mm. Ashley did her thing. Candace, I love the line. How it pertains to her storyline, TBD. Okay. Okay. Robin, I live in a house full of ballers, but I never get played. Well, that's a lie. So <laughs> <laughs> she gets played on a daily basis, but on a daily basis, she gets played so much she doesn't even know she's getting played. That was just, that's a terrible tagline. Okay, it's funny to us, but she doesn't know. <laughs> right, she doesn't. <laughs> you are the joke. You are the game, but it's fine. Monique Samuels, maybe if you tried a little harder, you wouldn't have to try me. I don't get it. Try it a little harder, do a little better. I think is what she's saying. You know, she likes to. Her no, and I get better. that. Try a little harder, you wouldn't have to try me. But that, um, yeah. I mean, okay, it's fine. I'm okay with it. I'm not gushing over it, but it's fine. Okay, whatever. It goes with the storyline. Okay. And Miss Wendy, um, the professor has arrived in class. Is officially in session. I mean, classic. I mean, classic. We haven't had... They are so excited to have someone that's educated. Every time someone talks about her, they always refer to her being educated, which I love. So, of course, her storyline has to be that she's educated. Right. That's fine. I'm okay with that. Right. Okay. So, we're about to get into it. So, the premiere starts off, might I add, dramatically. We see broken glass on the floor... It's just panning all over the place and it's pure pandemonium. They show like a first aid kit. What's happening? <laughs> that was my favorite part. The first aid kit. <laughs> like someone had to get patched up on the spot. What the hell is happening? I just think that this fight scene just better be it just better be it. So how did it you feel about that clip I sent you earlier? I thought that was amazing. I love the fact that Karen's running off in the clip. So honestly, we might have to link the clip in the episode description, but regardless, this lady was there. She was like not a part of filming and she was just there and she was recording. And what you see is Monique landing some licks. Okay. We're talking if those are actually contacting. Yikes. And Karen running off, trying to come help. And like, running so, Karen running off was my favorite. It was very reminiscent of Kyle running off from the dinner table in Amsterdam <laughs> when Lisa ran started breaking glass. When Tamara Barney ran off, 
And OC, when they were on vacation at that dinner, she goes, you'll never see me again. It was that. It was very much that. Loved it. Yeah. So, okay. Then they flashed to the scene that we've seen in the trailer where all of them are talking with Monique, except for Candace, talking about as Black women, we've never had to go and resort to violence. And here it is. It's happened. What are we going to do? I mean, give me a break. <laughs> to take a social justice turn on it was shocking. <laughs> you know what I mean? And to have to have a whole a whole sit down over it, I thought was pretty crazy, in my opinion. Um, you know, Monique had... You know, <laughs> Monique had a professional bob on, you know. No, first of all, Monique uh, definitely took the, like, I don't know if you noticed, like, influencers always, like, take their hair extensions out when they're doing, like, apology. Exactly, when it's time to be serious. Time to show remorse. Yeah. (laughs) Natural, bare bones. This is me, you know. She was giving me that, and that's fine. I just think it was a chance. Well, Karen's always going to be Karen, and Karen's always going to try to be the grand dom. And, you know, she's always been about uh, customs and principles and etiquette and et cetera. And, of course, Giselle is using this to get on her high horse, and now she's dating her fucking pastor man. (laughs) And so... Exactly. So she is going to be the first lady of this show. Exactly. So now she has to show how anointed she is and how she can anoint other people. And whatever, that's fine. Everyone's playing their role, but I also just think it's very ridiculous if that even had to happen. But I'll be watching. Right. And it depends on how the fight goes down. Does she really need to have a sit down talk? Was it really, was she really that out of hand? I've got to find out. Just speaking a little bit ahead, because Candace is seeming real spicy this season. So honestly, it might be warranted. Honestly, Candace has a mouth on her. You know, she got her issues with women because clearly Cece, her mother. But, um... Dorothy. Miss Dorothy, honey. But she got a mouth on her. And it's fine. You know, I love a woman with a mouth on her. That's fine. Yeah, she's funny. I like Candace. I like dead wrong. I I love a good mouthpiece. But you got to be able to back that shit up. Monique has been itching to fight your ass since last season when she was pregnant. Drag me, Monique! (laughs) (laughs) You it? So, I mean, it's all there, honestly, in my opinion. But, obviously, I don't know the storyline yet, though, so I don't know. Because a lot of times, too, people can take Candace the wrong way, and I don't think that's always her intention to be, like, rude. I just think she hears one thing, and and if it's something negative, it just triggers her very badly. Yeah, and she won't think twice. That mouthpiece, she doesn't reserve it for times. No, it's always out, and it's always ready to be used. Yeah. Okay, so if that was seven weeks later, this fight. So we're rewinding back. Seven weeks earlier is when our premiere takes place. Now, I'm interested do you have a prediction as to what episode do you think we'll see this fight like how many episodes into the season i'm gonna say five yeah i was thinking five six yeah uh though it's probably gonna be a two episode thing so it'll probably start late in one episode or midway through one episode and then Mm -hmm. the next precisely 
Mm-hmm. So we start in Monique's house and to clear the, I don't know, the elephant in the room, her son is gorgeous. He's so cute. They got cute kids. I will give Chris and Monique Samuels that. They make some cute babies. And each model gets more beautiful. It's insane. That little boy is too freaking cute. Oh my God. This helps with the majority of them. <laughs> majority. <laughs> two, I think two out of three of them have like her eyes, which is so cute. Because she has like really big, like mm-hmm. great baby eyes. This one does. <laughs> that makes any sense. For sure. Check this it. one does. And I think the little girl does too. Yeah. I wouldn't say that the first son does. No, but, he um, looks more like Chris. Chris Jr. looks right. more like Chris incidentally right but i'm feeling it so monique reveals that she has a stunning son and she also has a bird named t'challa so where were you at with the bird (sighs) i thought it's shocking i just (sighs) it felt very gimmicky to me (laughs) like very like I need a storyline, but like Monique, I know you don't need a storyline, so I don't understand like why this this bird is like a a staple in this episode. Like I I don't know why he has to make multiple appearances. It's and why are we just getting to know the idea that you, now now you're this animal lover all of a sudden? Like how come we didn't know that before? Like you know what I mean? Like it's just. Right, suddenly they show her being a horse girl, but also, is she trying to be the LVP of Potomac? Is that what she's trying to to lean in? Is she going to have horses soon, little ponies? I don't know, but it was disturbing. I'm not into birds, personally. I mean, right, it's better than, like, a reptile or, like, something. I think I'm frightened by reptiles it's something about their skin makes them crawl <laughs> like my, my skin is crawling um I, so rather the whole potty training the bird in the kitchen bit wait so she has her family potty trained not to spoil the fact that chase is potty trained but there's that too she's really big on potty training i don't <laughs> she's a potty training whisperer which is a blessing right. but she also decided to bring the bird to Karen's house unannounced. And you know Karen is not going to go for that shit. But I did like the fact that she did have that bird and packed that shit up in a motherfucking Bentley. I was like, okay. With a fucking I see, leash. I see where we're going with it. But you know damn well Karen was not going to accept this damn bird. She came with the bird on a leash. And it came to the side. And she should have. Yeah, so Karen runs away. So then this reveals a Karen confessional where Karen has a blonde wig similar to Nene during that episode where she broke the producer's tooth. And she has on an orange dress. Rock. <laughs> Rock. You know what's going on. It's a lot. I was frightened. In a new house. Can we talk about that? And a new house right around the corner from Monique. So just to give you a little tea on this, this house is not surely rented, honey. She bought this and she paid for this 1.4. That's what the interwebs are saying. 
Good for her. I'm glad she bought it. Stop renting. I mean, I don't think she had a choice in the rentals before. That's what I'm saying. I'm glad we're out of the we're out of the red. You know what I mean? This is From a- they were out of the red. <laughs> this is a good time. So I was happy for her. You know she loves that she lives around the corner from rich bitch Monique. Right. So that was funny. And she sits down with Monique and she reveals that, I don't know, her and Ray are having some issues ever since she's leaning into LaDame, which I would love, to, if she has a clock in and out, I would love to see the hour she puts in a week. But she's claiming that it's taking up a lot of her time and that he is ready to retire. He's an older dude. What do you think about Karen saying that? Like, this is her first scene on the premiere. Um, One... I also would like to see the paperwork on how many hours she's putting into the job. <laughs> um, no, it's killing me. Because I, I just need to know. I don't even know, like, where is it available? Like, do I get this at, like, little perfume kiosks at the mall, which is closed now anyway? Or is it like, available in, in a singular or maybe two Bloomingdale's? <laughs> At one at one point, this is all very frivolous, and I know at one point it was in a Fat Fit Fun box. I had heard rumblings of that as well. <laughs> Beyond that, so nothing that I would assume is eating up eighty hours a week. However, um, I do like that she's opening up more. You know, that was always a complaint, at least from the other ladies about of course. that she's not uh, really forthcoming with information. Yeah, I love it. She's um, doing real, giving it to him straight. Look here, me and Ray, Rocky. But I mean, this is like a this happens literally all the time when you get a housewife who's suddenly making her own money and she starts making more money than the mm-hmm. husband. It's always a problem. Again, since you know she was channeling Nini in her. I was going to say it's the Lanithia um, effect. That's the first it happened, ex- right? It happened exactly with Lanithia and Greg Leaks. and then Greg realized he was being fucking ridiculous. <laughs> he went, and then he got cancer so that was crazy he went calling but, someone talking about he spent $300,000 on her where what do you also what are you tallying up what are you saying what does that even mean what does that even mean you wish you had $300,000 you went in on a $100 investment or $50 investment with Dwight so that you never got a return allegedly allegedly, allegedly. <laughs> so whatever that means but okay so the next scene which highlight for me they they show Giselle in her home that she's renovating they show the potential floor plans and woo so the first thing I saw was woo and we're talking like if Fuchsia had a neon shade it would be this one The decor, honey. Woo! So, um, there's, there's, there's quite a few peculiar things that I see. So, I also see something of a patchwork love seat sitting next to a reddish-orange chair, I mean, sofa, which has, I don't know, a hot pink chair tucked in the corner with a bright, I don't know, I don't know what kind of vibe she's going for, but a very bright 
rug as a choice as well? First of all, this bright Barney purple wall is so distracting to me. Like I, I feel like I can't even focus on anything else in the scene. And then I get to the di- this little dining table or whatever this is, and there's the fucking checkered candles and checkered candle holders. It's just... Uh, and then it's like those flowers that are really limp sitting in that vase that is awful. <laughs> <laughs> Tulips are screaming for help. This, yeah, the rug in the sofa that's red. Please get into the patchwork armchair. Please get into it. What but then the bright pink Barbie chair in the corner. That's okay. Oh, it's just... like in the corner. Like it's like she wants to put it in another room, but she's not ready yet. So she's gonna throw it in here. But it doesn't help. It simply does not help. The decor is what I would expect. She described her design style as blingy. I rarely say this, but that shit was ghetto. It was fucking ugly <laughs> like no bad. no bleep on that it was fucking ugly i yeah, just for sure ugly it was fucking ugly okay and i'll make a note of saying that she has white kitchen appliances but you know whatever fine. i mean i instantly of course thought of nini and why and she had a red refrigerator like oh my <laughs> god <laughs> Ooh, okay and i've been seeing this around town lately that there are appliances that are coming out that are new that are white. I've seen it in someone's apartment before, and I'm not into it. I won't have any parts of that personally. Mm-mm-mm-mm. I don't care. Um, the ex husband calls Jamal calls to speak to the daughters. They're not happy about it. Any of them are happy. They pay him dust. Um, and once they actually get off the line with him. It's revealed that they think the daddy ain't shit and they don't want her to be with him. And I thought that... <clears throat> let me... <clears throat> let me get on my soapbox as, you know, the product of divorce. I feel like if your kids are having a valid complaint, such as we don't feel like he's genuinely into us like we don't feel like our father is genuinely into us we feel like he's only doing this to impress you and your response to the kids is that's not true we're grown folks we're gonna handle it what to pull the grown folks card in this predicament where they're simply saying like we know what our relationship was like with our dad before all of this hoopla and we know what it's like now and we know what what you're like before and after and we don't like it we're not feeling it also let's just backtrack just a little bit to the her reasoning as to why she got back with this man <gasps> she said her friend quote unquote because <laughs> I'm really debating as to whether this is a real friend or not it was Erica Lyle's husband, right? She said something like that. She yes, loves to bring yes. up Erica Lyle. He says, is anybody going to love your kids more than Jamal? And she said, no. Is there anybody that you want to travel the world with and make memories with outside of Jamal? And she said, no. And he said, then what the hell are you doing? I'm going to need for you to fix it. That sold you? 
this man that you were married to that was sleeping with everybody in the greater Maryland, Atlanta area. Wallace being a pastor. Accepting titties and tides from people. And this is what you think. And honestly, the the irony of it all, the the question was, do you think there's anyone who's going to love your kids more? And your kids are literally sitting here saying, we don't feel loved more. <laughs> we That's the bring back mess. bring back Sherman. Bring back Kevin. We like them more. Even Herman season one. <laughs> Not fucking Herman. <laughs> Anybody. But this cat, our quote unquote father. <laughs> I mean. I just feel like there was three kids and neither one of them kids wanted to talk to him. And that's pretty crazy. I love that the older one is she's the ambassador and she's coming to her. She's like, look, we've talked. All of us here, <laughs> we kind of know what's going on. And these kids are too real because do you remember one of her daughters, like one of the seasons, her storyline was that, mom, you don't spend enough time with me. I fall by the wayside. I'm not your favorite and I'm not the oldest. So you don't be, you don't be fucking with me. I might say the irony, it was one of the fucking twins. You would think twins is safe. I mean, how do you have a preference of one twin over the other? I mean, that's inevitable. You know, that just happens, but... One the one the other. Her bed, I think that was the she has that leverage. They both seem pretty fucking boring to me. I don't understand how we could have one preference over the other. By boring, you mean similar, <laughs> and I will agree. <laughs> similar. <laughs> um, something else that I wanted to note was just um, I don't know if you noticed, but during the transitions when they would do like those interstitials and they show all over the city, they go from full screen to widescreen, very Quentin Tarantino. I was kind of freaking out about it. I don't know if you noticed that editing choice. Yeah, I did. It was very professional. I was really into it. So I applaud the editors whenever they decide to take an artistic, I don't know, choice. And I really like it. Um, Another note I wanted to make as an overall is not that I think any of the ladies have gained weight, so don't come at me for that. Everyone's face seemed a little more filled. And I mean by the doctor. I don't, I don't mean by weight. Well, I mean, listen, Karen's moving to a new fancy-schmancy neighborhood, so obviously these women are getting, you know, getting a coin together. I mean, you Giselle looks the most filled to me. Not to dog her. Who? That's what I love to do. Giselle. Mm-hmm. Even though I, you know, love to trash her when I can, her face looked the most like plump in the little interview to me. Wow. I really want to emphasize that the two people that stood out to me were Giselle and Monique. They took some serious needles to the face in the offseason. I want to let everyone know that. Serious needlework. (laughs) Some serious needlework is being done, and I would be a fool not to bring it up, but yeah, they want a little OD. I'd like everyone to scale it back. Um, so yeah, so we get into Candace planning her one year anniversary party with her beau Chris now. Not beau child. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So what do you think of the venue? What do you think of the twenty two K? All of that. <laughs> <laughs> The cat bar, I mean. Right. The venue seemed fine Um, up until she said, up until she, first of all, 
the bitch was petty because she asked them what their price range was. <laughs> only for her to be like, well, actually, it's going to start at about 22000 if you want an open bar. And what's funny is I thought when she said five, I thought she was talking five figures. I didn't think she was talking 5000 because I'm like, that's not going to get you anything. So she must be talking five figures. So when she said 22, I'm like, okay, that's on the lower end of five figures. She'll be into it. It was revealed that the wallet of Dorothy is no longer a thing to her. She can no longer get access to that money. So we're- the door is closed. <laughs> that wallet is closed. It's no longer open. Um, which I'm not mad at. Like that had to happen um, in order for her to establish herself in any sort of independence. Especially um, after last season, her mother aired her out too dirty. Yeah, and you know, and Dorothy, like she literally holds it over her. Mm-hmm. Nasty. It's just. Ugh. Let me not say anything before Candace try to come for my neck. Even, though I know that, <laughs> even from what I've seen so far, the bitch can't fight, and I can. But um, I just five. I, I get. I I feel like okay, five thousand makes sense for me. <laughs> I don't know if five thousand makes sense for Candace. Not for what she wants. Just have not to. for the illusions of grandeur that she's imagining. So I just. The thing is, have have a kickback at the crib. Have Chris on the food because he can cook, and just have people over because, like, that's what it seems like in the five K. What's the deal? Why are you trying to show out? You don't have the money, right? I was disappointed at her for trying to flex, but I mean, they all do it. Who am I to be upset with her? They all do. The venue was really nice, especially with the the. The view. Stunning. I imagine having it at, I mean, we're getting a little ahead, but I imagine having it at night also made it cheaper. <laughs> just saying. Also, the cherry blossom, just for the price, the cherry blossoms were nice, but they could have filled it a little bit more just for the price. I could see the grading of it just a little too much for 22 gag. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, whatever. So, they're talking about the fact that, of whatever, that the mama, you know, we're not taking money from her anymore. And we transition to now Ashley and her baby and her husband, Michael. Mm. Dean literally does look like Michael. I'm sorry, Ashley. You had no parts in that. So far. He looks less like Michael than he did when he was first born. He lo- He still looks like Michael. He's still... 90% Michael, but when he was born, he was 98% Michael. So I, <laughs> I see Dean. He looks less, he was less of Michael, but doesn't look any more of her. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know who he looks like, but less <laughs> Michael. Yes. Which is just the goal, truly. She's that's what she's really saying. I want him to be 50 50, 50 you, 50 anything else. So um, Dean's evened out a little bit. <laughs> Woo. Um, she also sits in her confessional and says with a smile that her and Michael have had their issues in the past and they've gotten over them. With a smile. I don't see how she could have gotten over them. Um, 
we're still trying to get over it. I'm not even recovered. It's not over. Fuck recovering. It's not over. She said, quote unquote, thankfully overcome. I don't think it is, sweetie. <laughs> I just don't think it is. I guess we're waiting for the other shoe to drop on him going up to the room with the strippers, but Michael's a dog. I just feel like even if I didn't know that information, yeah, it just history is just it taught me that this man is skeezy. What season has pregnant? I have to answer for a sexual act at the reunion. And you were pregnant. You know he was up to some shit. And her sex drive definitely changed because she definitely is having some postpartum. So, I mean, in just in general, her sexual, I don't know, appetite. You, they were getting in a lot before. They had a lot going on. You, you know what that what that's called? She's getting blamed on the postpartum all she fucking wants. It's literally because this man is caught up in a sex scandal every single week. That too. I think she signed up to swing, but not like this. <laughs> right, she's open to some threesomes and foursomes but Michael was taking it to the umpteenth degree and she didn't sign up for all that so I guess her storyline is going to be that she's a fearful mother I don't want to see that either you know the whole I'm scared anything can happen to him alright well wait till corona I'm telling you new moms are generally like the worst kind of characters I'm not going to take that from you no, and it's really tough when there's multiple in a season, which we have. But luckily, Monique had this is not her first kid, so she was trying to lean into other things. Exactly. So we have this scene, and I had to pause at this scene and literally yeah. yell. Yeah. I was, I was, I... Yeah. <laughs> I was tickled. Oh, I can't even get my words straight now. I get tongue tied. Oh my gosh. Who is Lindsay? No. Oh, I'm falling in love. <laughs> this man, Juan, is the sexiest house husband, hands down, landslide. Mauricio, I've seen you before. Aaron, you used to be cute. Anyone else in the past, Apollo, you're thrown to the side. I don't care about any of you. I only have the finest. Only I for her. And and that's why Robin refuses to leave. And I get it. And I'd rather she would just she would just lead with that than to <laughs> try to make it seem like she has everything under control. Because you don't. You're his bitch, literally and figuratively. And that's fine. Because I would be too. Because I've only seen him on candid camera. I can't imagine what he looks like in person. I wouldn't be able to breathe. She just looks like, oh. You know what? Even I feel like even if he like smelled, I would still be like, wow. I wouldn't care. I don't think I would care. <sighs> I just don't. <sighs> She's so lucky she caught him young because she don't have no business deal with that man. Woohoo! Oh, man. So, whatever. They're trying to make this storyline of will they get married, won't they? 
that's been a storyline for a season. Let's fast. Let's, and I'm and I'm over it. I'm over it. Who cares at this point? Not I. I mean, she's like also pressing it too, talking about we can't move in if we don't get married. I'm like, babes, give it up. He says, "quote We got to keep growing as a couple." What does that mean? I would have pop. I would have popped him right in the fucking mouth. Because they obviously that's the thing. I have a note where I just I got through saying in my tagline that. I don't get played. You're not about to say it on national television. Right. And this scene was so scripted. And I have a note that says, Robin, when, after he says that, she goes, we have to get married. It was, she had, that was a canned line. She had obviously practiced that. And I said, her acting was a D plus at best. Listen, here. <laughs> We're not Are we, we have Are we to shocked? get married. Robin. And after she were not. I don't think Robin wants to get married, to be honest. I don't know why she's doing this whole bit. You think it's the pressure of society? I think so, absolutely. Y'all been y'all been doing whatever y'all been doing for this long. I mean, shit. The Who cares? Thing, the thing is... Who cares? Karen's married and look at her shit. Giselle's <laughs> the- been married and look at her shit. Okay, here's the thing. As she's married, I mean, I could go on, honey. It's just to me, and you know how, yes, am I putting my personal feelings into this a little bit? Yes, because I'm so tired of this whole are they gonna get married? Are they not? I feel like neither of them want to. I feel like they're comfortable where they are, and that, and it is what it is. Also, two things A, it's a different situation because they've been married before. It's one thing when it's leading up to the first marriage. That little bit different timeline but leading up to the second marriage with the same person i'm not i'm not familiar with that timeline so i do what you want you do what you want to do right. but i'm i'm not rushing i'm taking my time because at the end of the day there was a reason why we got a divorce there's a reason why the I cons, right and the cons outweighed the pros <laughs> you know what i mean so i'm gonna do what i'm gonna do on my timeline and for them it's even more skewed because they never really separated like they never True, it was as far as I know from this show, never lived apart, never stopped having sex, never like you know what I mean. So it's just kind of like, which leads me into my second point, which is their situation's also a little different. When I was rewatching some episodes yesterday, I don't know if it had really ever sank in with me that she was, you know, the stay at home wife, whatever. I knew that, and he was on the road, I knew that, and that she had really squandered the money because he actually didn't want her to give it to that guy. She gave it to that guy, and then all things went to hell. I don't think I truly under... Things are adding up a little different to me now. But you know what? That also makes perfect sense. You see what I mean? I don't think Robin is dumb. (gasps) But she does make pretty... She's goofy at the least. She's goofy at the least. And the thing is, she's very bad with money. Which also attributes to her goofiness. Because remember when she had a little, that little project, a little flip, flip home? And it ended up costing like double or triple what she thought. Like... Her bringing home $20.22. And <laughs> her grand yeah. profit was $10. <laughs> She is just she, this money's just not her thing. 
And 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 as a woman, it's fine if money's not your thing. You can get away with that. But for you to sit at home and squander the family money. Right. But the problem is you didn't stay in your fucking lane. You didn't look in the mirror and say, I'm goofy. (laughs) 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 Stand there and look in the mirror and say, I don't know how to handle money. So I'm just going to let the person who handles it considerably better than me handle it. And now look. And it makes sense why she also wanted to stay. It plays another part besides the look, besides whatever he's laying down, which I don't even want to get into that because that'll be a tangent. (laughs) Right. She also squandered away the money so she feels guilty. Like, it's her fault. And him, like, being mad at her all those times and, like, him having a toot, she's willing to sit there and be like, okay, but, like, you know what I mean? I feel where he's coming from because, like, I got us here. I feel like she holds that over her And and, Right, and I understand that. But I like you just said the keyword is hold it all to yourself. At some point, we also gotta move on, baby girl. Like, yeah, you fucked it up. Your and you gotta be so silly. You know, you're bringing in more money than him. So it's it is what it is. We gotta forgive and forget at some point. We can't keep I can't keep holding this over me. You know what I mean? Like Yeah. Okay. Well, we can get into the next scene, which is Giselle pulling up to pastries with Candace for her party and she pulls up in a mini Cooper with a Gucci belt on it. And I had a sad face next to that note. It made me sad. Especially that her and her husband or ex-husband are both this same type of tacky. They're both zooming or- that Candace okay. made a note of it because it, it was that bad. Yeah, they're both zooming around in these tiny cars. And he had the nerve. Right. And she has the exact same car, but just a different color. So they're zooming around in these tiny cars. His has a Gucci belt on it. Something I've never seen. So shocking. And then she has the nerve to walk in with a baseball cap with a tiara on it. Oh, good Lord. Yeah, I was very confused by that also. Um, she came into the scene like she didn't say a lot, but you know she made choices, and they all said a lot of things. And then the denim jacket with the rips on it. Wow! But and it's also like a mesh hat too. It was just it was it was a lot. Yeah, it was kind of a trucker hat, a little vine. It, tr- it was a truck fit hat with. Her own installed tiara on it with like a black tiara installed in it. Piece from from Michaels and fucking bejeweled it on herself. Did Grace make that? Did one of her kids make that? So she feels like she has to wear it. I hope. Maybe that's why. That's you know what? I'm gonna say that. You know what? And I'm gonna go with it. I'm gonna go with it. I'd like to make the note that the pastries, like they kept showing the case and I wanted to nom nom on all of them. Cause they, especially cause they were little, you know what I mean? So it looked like little nauseous. Ugh, I just needed it. My thing is, is like, I'm not necessarily a dessert person. It's only like a very strategic time. <laughs> strategic. <laughs> it's only like a very like specific time of the month mm-hmm. that I like, will like literally be sitting and craving like a pastry. Mm-hmm. That being said, I agree. I really did want to try all of them, especially the cakes. The cookies, I'm like, eh, they look a little dry. 
those little you know those cookies kind of remind me of like the little cookies in a tin can that grandmas and old aunties be having yeah for sure i love a crumbly cookie see i like like a persian crumbly cookie too you know what I mean? i'm into like a biscotti type cookie i'm not opposed so i was i get excited about all of it and then like to order mm. like london fog on the side like ugh. Mm. Woo! Giselle didn't like carrot cake. I thought that was fucking weird. Um, revoke her black card. I feel like it's like a black quintessential. I don't know. Even if you don't like it, you don't actually say out loud you don't like it. Yeah, I'm one of those people who like I could do without it, but like I'll also eat it because I'm black. So I understood what she was saying. There are carrots in cake that is a vegetable. It is in your dessert. That is shocking, but Get okay, over. but who is putting literal chopped up bits of carrots in it? Like, it's the carrots are not that chunky. Okay, I mean it is. It's a, it's a kind of like a coconut texture. You know what I mean? So if you don't like that texture, it's like ugh. I just feel so passionate about carrot cake. I'm from the Bronx. We have, you know, carrot top, which is like the infamous. You know what I mean? Like I just it's a rite of passage. I couldn't say that I'm from the Bronx and say also consecutively that I don't like carrot cake. And also but, the cream cheese fro- frosting for me is what always takes it to the level that I need. I don't usually like frosting, but I do like the frosting in a carrot cake. Because mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm quick to wipe off some frosting, but that frosting, I'm never wiping it off. I'll eat that frosting generally has to stay. Mm. So that's our carrot cake aside. Now to get back into the show, <laughs> Candace is getting called out by Giselle for what she has said on Twitter because she and that's how Giselle says it, Twitter and Candace I guess had to make a comment because she felt like Giselle was coming for her on the after show which I love that they showed a clip of the after show from last season that they have on like YouTube and Bravo.com so um, Candace, tw- Candace tweets I believe um, or puts on IG I don't know nonetheless now dot 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 Giselle dot 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 as you attempt to rub your coins together to make a tear down look like a home, da da da, and these lies, Dorothy ain't say shit to you. Stay in your struggle and worry about where you gonna live when your nine hundred thousand dollar cabin caves in at Giselle Bryan. Oh <laughs> my God! Nine hundred thousand dollar. <laughs> As you attempt to rub your coins together to make a teardown look like a home. Whoa. $900,000 cabin. If we named episodes, that would be the name of this episode for sure. For sure. That's hilarious to me. Maybe the tagline $900,000 cabin because what is the deal? Because that was insane. First of all, to normal people, $900,000 is a very substantial amount of money. So even like using it as an insult is just hilarious. Miracle. Two, calling it a cabin was just very funny. And honestly, on brand, it does kind of give that cabin, cabin in the woods feel from what I've seen, at least on the outside. We know the inside was a mess. It is giving me ditch, like just the surroundings yeah. and the vibe. Yeah. Yeah. And to that, like, so when she brings up the home, it goes, oh, Giselle, how's the home? Giselle goes, quote, Candace, you have been very nasty as it relates to my home. And Candace <laughs> is her, and you have been very unkind as it relates to my home search. Is what Candace says. My home 
search. Her home search just because she said that one thing about the fact that Dorothy said that she that maybe Candace wants Dorothy to chip in on the new house too. Which I don't think is happening. The cash bar said it all. Dorothy's not putting in any money, it seems. So Giselle says that whenever they're in an argument, Candace likes to go for the worst thing possible in your life and she throws it in your face. And she won't say sorry. Mm-hmm. She does. Yeah, I told you, like, to bring it full circle, like, she gets very triggered by what someone says, generally as it pertains to her money or her mom, and um, which are hand in hand. And um, and she goes for the juggler. Now, two things. One, Giselle, it's real rich having you have an issue with people running their mouth because you are the number one person running your mouth when no one asks you a damn thing. Absolutely. And it's usually false information that you're running your mouth on, but that's fine. And number two, we all know how Candace feels about her mom. And we know how she feels about her money because it's, it's for the longest, it's been tied to her mom. And she, you know, she's out here trying to establish her independence. And trying to do her own thing. So why are you talking about that? Uh, you know what I mean? So it's like, yeah. not that I'm saying that Candace should go for the juggler. But babes, we understand that, that's how, that, that, is her, that is her trigger point. That's her soft spot. That is her Achilles heel. And you would tap, tap, tapping on it. So now, now I'm going to have to go for the juggler. You're living in a $900,000 fucking cabin. Shut the fuck up. When you wear your insecurities on your sleeve like Candace does, it really allows people to prey on you and make you vulnerable because you've shared that part of you. It's only fair that she she takes you out. Only. Now, and also on that note, to be fair, though, you would assume that if you have it on your sleeve, at some point, it's got wear and tear going. At some point, you can't feel these things as harshly as you feel them. Rationally, that at, at some yeah. point, you need to become desensitized. You know what I mean? Just know that anytime you you talk crazy out the mouth, the, the first thing I'm going to talk about is your mom. Let it go. Let it roll off your back. Let it slide. Who cares? That's part of the condition you have to have. I think one of the characteristics to be a housewife is like, no matter whatever your vulnerability is, it has to hurt you every time. These women can never just be like, oh, okay, like, that doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, they just never seem to get over it. I don't... They know it's coming. They're shocked every time. <laughs> every time. <laughs> it's, it's so bizarre to me. But that makes it good TV, so whatever. She can't handle it. So Yeah, it's fine. Whatever. So the next scene is Monique walking in with her stunning son and she's coming to see Ashley and her son is potty trained. Cute baby Chase. And he's just so cute. I'm so distracted. I know. I love him. I I mean, this little scene together was cute. I thought the most shocking was Ashley revealing that no one has come to see her. Um, That's bad. And that Candace did not so much as reach out to her either. So no one coming to see her. Wow. So they're strictly your coworkers. Good to know. (laughs) (laughs) Secondly, 
Candace, not even a text. Babe, look, I'm here. You're a villain that I like, and I'm here to defend you, but you do some things that I can't defend, such as not even texting her congratulations, but having the time to be on Twitter being nasty. Yeah, that's bad. The woman's in labor, and you're calling her all sorts of things. It's inappropriate, quite frankly. Yeah, it, you look bad. We all know that Ash is psychotic, and that has a very big forehead, and it's scary. But on the flip side, they show a side-by-side of Candace in a hamster. She called her a hamster face. And um hamster face oh specifically. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> it it uh you know everyone looks like an animal. You, you, is that is that your theory? Everyone yes, I was some someone told me this in high school. I'll never forget this girl who looked like an armadillo, who she was absolutely stunning. So don't let that deter you. She told me that she has a theory that everyone looks like an animal. And how she proved it to me, she was like, Look, I look like an armadillo. And I said, oh, You're absolutely I'll be damned if I look like an armadillo, though. Like, no, but I if you say, saw her, she's so confused. She looks just like an armadillo, but, but she's how do you find she's out that you look like an armadillo? What happened? I don't know. I have to get her on the pod and ask her. <laughs> right. Put her <laughs> phone in. I need to know how she realized that she looked like an armadillo. It was brilliant. Wow, but so Candace's animal is a hamster, and you hate to be called a hamster face hoe, and that's what it is. Moving forward. Okay, so now it's the party. We're arriving. It's just Candace, and Candace has on a mini dress that looks like a quinceanera dress that was cut and she has on denim sky blue thigh highs that also have rips in them like their jeans now where do you land on this look um to be fair I didn't set it up for you to like it so if you did like it I'd be real here it's it's bad. It's bad. For sure. But to be fair, the denim and diamonds, it could go real cute or real bad real quick. And right. So denim and diamonds was the theme. Now, do you have an outfit in mind of what you would have worn to a denim and diamonds party? It would probably be um, like one of those no-shoulder sweetheart denim dresses like a like a mini dress real tight and nice i'm imagining that my body is like perfect you know what i mean of course we're talking about um, if you know that and <laughs> um and then i would imagine i would just have like a like a like a tennis necklace diamond tennis necklace or something like that i feel like that's where kind of my diamond denim, denim would come in um I feel like that's kind of the only way to do it. Or, like, other people had just nice, cute tops, nice, nice, cute, tight jeans, and some diamond jewelry. Mm-hmm. I would have seen if I could have done a more modern look of, you know, the infamous Britney and Justin early aughts diamond and denim look. You know what I mean? I feel like that would have mm-hmm. been, like, a cool look to do. It would have required me to have a team, but, I mean, whatever. That's fine. Right. I- Imagining, call me fucking Dorit, call me Miss Erica Jane. Like, I have a team, a glam team coming with me. Um, yeah. 
for this look for sure yeah totally you could have set it out and it's really crazy that as the host that's the bar she set wow she set the bar to be surpassed by everybody in her (laughs) (laughs) by all of her guests and that's fine right so miss dorothy walks in she goes hey and she tells her mother it's a cash bar and miss dorothy says okay so we pay and her and Candace is like, yeah, that's what a cash bar is. Petty. Petty, because you know my lifestyle has changed since you took away that money. Additionally, the, now they're showing us Dorothy taking a picture. It was a quick shot with the Bravo editors. They never miss an opportunity to make us laugh. They show the woman in the yellow dress or yellow top with Miss Dorothy taking the picture. They show her foot. And if you'll notice her, her, mm-hmm. shoe, her shoe was the about a shot. Yeah. Yeah. And her foot is about a size 10 and her foot is on the floor <laughs> over the ship. <laughs> and it's insane. And I'm so glad they put that in there. I really, really appreciate that. Um, now next, Karen's coming in. You know, they're showing Monique comes in. She's with her cousin who we've seen before who helps her manage those properties. Um, and Miss Karen has on La Dame, and she makes a note of that, which I just had to give her credit, product placement. Um, and we meet Miss Wendy and her husband, Eddie. So what do you think of Miss Wendy, first impression? Uh, so far, she seems cool. Um, you know, of course, Monique, the fucking Libra, always wanted to be, you know, relatable. She's like, oh, my God, I'm 35% Nigerian. Oh my that, god, it was crazy that babies were the same age. Though. I'll give her credit for that. That was insane. Yeah, that was cool. But the whole thing that I'm 35% Nigerian, that bothered me. I'm like, relax. It's okay. It was shocking. You know, like what is and I like that Wendy kind of like just like, hey cousin, like and laughed it off. Because I felt like she was definitely within her rights to roll her damn eyes. Like, what does that even mean? I'm 35% Nigerian. Like, okay. So now it's like we African Americans can have some racist moments with Africans, and that was a racist moment. You know what I mean? Like that was a very <laughs> yeah. bad moment. I was looking yeah. at my kinfolk, like, what, <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah, we look bad. Um, and I also like that Wendy compliment. Wendy actually complimented um, my queen on her fragrance. Yes, which that's why I had to make the Ladam note for the yeah, chaos. Wendy said it. it. So Smells good. Interesting. But yeah, so so far, Wendy seems fine. Um, seems nice, laughs easily. That's cool with me. Um, you made an outfit choice, but who are you not to be on Potomac and making an outfit choice? To be fair, <laughs> a lot of them are making outfit choices. I wasn't really too thrilled with anybody's. Um, That's what I'm saying. Money cannot buy you taste, and none of these women seem to have particularly good taste. I didn't taste. really hate Wendy's except for like, her little cape thing. For me, it was, I didn't expect her jort to go down to almost a capri, but it was in a weird place where it wasn't quite a capri, but not quite a jort. And it was ripped severely. And then she had on a, a Gucci shoe I was shocked about as well. It, And then for the cape to be on, it was all oh, with the red lip. I, You know what I mean? It was just a lot of things were happening. Um, let's get into Giselle walks in, in an embroidered bodysuit. Ugh. Are we shocked? 
she goes to new low lows every season in a way that I, again, I can't prepare for it. Yes, I know she's tacky. Yes, it I know. Been, it could have been cute, but um, she didn't have the material and the money to get the cuteness. Because I, yeah. I could see Erica Jane wearing something like that, but Erica would have had better quality for sure. So Huge swing, huge miss. So she goes outside with Candace. And Karen, now I'm confused why Karen's here, but Candace is now confronting her about the cupcake date, which I agree. I was kind of with Giselle on this, which is rare that I thought we addressed this at the venue. I thought we had already had our argument. We're having another one. Yeah, why are you bringing this up? Claiming that she was perturbed. Yeah, I, you know, my biggest pet peeve is when someone comes up to somebody else and like, you're mad. You look mad. Excuse me? Let me tell you if I'm mad. Like you can't, you can't come up to me and tell me that I'm mad about something. And I just that is like, can I get my bear? That's, that's a that's a projection. Can I go to the cash bar and pay for my drink? Right. You didn't even get to do a twirl in her embroidered bodysuit before you were. Right. Can I say hi to everybody at the function before you coming down my neck about something that doesn't need to be a uh, discussion that doesn't need to be had? It didn't have to be like that. So whatever. And again, it's getting brought up that she's crazy on Twitter and a few insults fly across the screen. I'd like to read a few of them. Um, This is Candace referring to just anybody or really Ashley. Um, Bed wench, she calls her. She threatens to, quote, bust you upside your raggedy head. (laughs) She says, (laughs) get your, quote, forehead in my business. Um, She also says, Quote, concubine allowance. Um, I love that one. Yeah. I love a concubine allowance. (laughs) (laughs) Mike has you chained to the bed. You're only getting out for these scenes to film. And otherwise, you are earning a concubine allowance. <laughs> so to bring it back to my earlier point, Candace seems to be on one this season. I don't know what it is, but she's unhappy with it seems like virtually anybody. And the thing is, I believe these are all tweets from like last year, right around reunion time. It's just they're not addressing it now. And it's just like, has this really been festering since then? Right. At this point in the thing. You right, you would think that it would be Candace and Ashley squaring up if you would just naturally you would assume the way the show is going. Wendy and Monique come out, and Wendy reveals that she knows Pastor Jamal from his philanthropy work. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I love that she knows him from like, you know, just being on boards and you know, stuff like that. I'm gonna see. That's fine. Which is also how Karen knows her. And and did you notice our queen made a quick slight at Wendy saying she was, quote, not impressed? Yeah. I didn't like that. I didn't like that either. Now, we're not going to recap Watch What Happens Live, but I did watch it after because my DVR recorded a whole half an hour. I mean, hour and a half. So it was on. So I just watched it. And Giselle was on with Kiki Palmer. I like to make the note. They've been on together before. I don't know what that means. Additionally, you watched as well, right? And additionally, Giselle made that comment saying, 
oh, da-da-da, that Karen was just about Wendy. But she's a Karen hater, so it's hard to tell if she's telling the truth or if she's just, you know, looking to hate. Right. TBD? Now, Robin walks in with her husband. Oop, I meant her one and... She has an, <laughs> an outfit for the first time. I'm not going to say it was an amazing outfit, but we rarely see her in anything beside like a jean and a top. You know what I mean? So when I heard denim and diamonds, I don't know if I expect Robin to come in anything but jeans and a top. Uh. And she came with a blazer and glittery stockings and bobby pins. Right. Okay, cool. She tried. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, and the denim shoes, like, I was I was more, I was happy. I was happy to see her take a risk and then not be the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. Agreed. So, I was giving her props and, you know, her man showed up at me, even though he had on plaid and a weird apple hat. Yeah, even though he had on a kangle hat and plaid. Um, and doesn't seem to be at all on theme. Glad that he showed up, I guess. <laughs> right. And um, Giselle points out, no one else's hubbies are there. So it's a big step up for her to have Juan there. He's usually the one not to show up. Um, it's revealed to Karen that it's a cash bar. And of course, she just gives a good face and she says, to each a song. Right. <laughs> and then Sharice um, walks in. And Sharice walks in, right. So... Sharice is there and Robin's giving shady confessional talking about the fact that Sharice wasn't even at the wedding, but for some reason she's here. Quote, I've known Sharice for a long time. Why is she throwing shade at Sharice like that? I didn't think it was like her throwing shade at Sharice as much as like her trying to insinuate that her and Candace shouldn't be friends. And I thought it was kind of weird. Like maybe I became friends with her after the fucking wedding. Like I, that's like, what? Like what does that even mean? There's been 365 days since my wedding, and maybe one of those days, Sharice and I linked up, and we've gotten close. Um, so honestly, the most surprising to me was apparently this beef between Monique and Sharice. We'll get there. We'll get there because I really want to go in on that, and we don't, we can't right now because at, right now, Candace is making her little speech to introduce the fact that she's having her mother, her favorite person in the world, quote unquote, and her favorite person outside of her mother, who is Karen. And not only are Giselle and Robin offended because they said they could have talked and Robin said, quote, I have words too, but you're not even married. And let's not get into the depths of your relationship. And Giselle saying she has words too. Again, you're on the same path as Robin. So neither one of you need to be taking the mic. But quite honestly, was the mother appropriate to take the mic because she's had a divorce and Karen's storyline seems to be her relationship was on the fritz i found it shocking that they were the ones coming to the stand it could have been anybody else but <laughs> right i would like to say that robin and Giselle were ridiculous for thinking they were worth speaking but con- considering the ladies that actually spoke uh, it, it really could have been anybody and then her mom made that weird comment like what <sighs> right so her mother makes that weird weird comment about consummating the marriage and she's happy that her daughter has sex with Chris. What? Huh? 
What does that mean? Listen, you know, my mom are close, but if even if she had made that comment, I would be like, what the fuck are you on? Like, what is wrong with you? It's a cash bar so that people don't get wasted. What is happening with you? I guess because she didn't have to pay for it, so she had a lot of money left over, so I guess maybe she got wasted at the cash bar. I was I was so uncomfortable. I hated that she did that. It was very weird. Super, super, super weird. Um, right, and they say that you know the mama's had too many drinks, and her hair is a little frazzled. But her hair is always a little frazzled, so it's tough to tell. But they pass Candace a folded up napkin, and they emphasize that it needs to be folded up because we know she loves to dab those inner tear ducts. Smart, honestly, not mad. It's time to talk about the Monique and Sharice side. What went wrong? Again, my I have a theory that we live by, which is that the person that brings you onto the show is the person that you fall out with, is the worst falling out you have. With it's just the housewife's curse. It's I've just what happened time and time again. On this very show, it happened with Ashley and Candace. So it's just the way it goes. But now it's happening with Monique and Sharice, who were butt buddies who were bringing Kendall on to tear down Giselle, and now they can't even look each other in the eye. Exactly. She says she's spreading rumors about my family, and the producer says, okay, well, let's rumors. She, she says she says, can't. It could only be that Chris is cheating. And do you or remember that she time? cheated? Right, because she, she said her and her family, and that's People like to do that right and it'd still be about their man and not really the whole family. But I don't know because Sharice, even in season three, I think they were having that issue where she felt like Monique was using her like socially. So maybe it's something about her being a grifter. I don't know. Hmm. Mm. So that's the end of the episode. We get to see the preview for what's to come. The ladies go to Portugal, which is such a cool place. So I love that they don't go to, you know, Mexico. We see a lot of bird work. We see the bird flying around and tired of this bird having a fucking storyline, but it's okay. Candace pees on the stick. We haven't heard about her being pregnant, so I don't think that really leads to anything. Wendy, you know, she gets her little intro. She's a professor at Johns Hopkins and she'll read you up and down is what Miss Candace says about her. And she has a clip where she's checking Ashley Darby. Um, Ashley needs to be checked, so we'll see. So, right, yeah. we'll see. I would love for Ashley to get read up and down by somebody. So, go ahead. Right. Um, then we see Robin and Juan and something about the engagement because he's sitting down with Giselle, whatever that means. But then we cut to Karen and Ray and her asking him about their relationship. And he says an unsavory answer. And she walks away. And she tells the girls, I should have left in a fucking heartbeat, whatever that means. Right. We see Giselle on a boat with her BD. And we also see that the daughters are not going to stop talking about how their father is a horrible boyfriend and a horrible father. And Giselle's going to continue to ignore it. So. And she's with him to this day. So she doesn't listen. And then we see a seedy picture of Michael. And of course, it reveals that Michael was up in some suite with some hookers. And 
after she's getting embarrassed again. And we also see, I don't know, the final scene is the face-off with the two ladies, the violent face-off, and we see Monique flick Candace's hair, and Candace seems to go for the first real punch, and then from there, I think it goes where it goes. Right. And Monique does the hair flick to kind of make it seem like, okay, well, I didn't hit her first, but you touched me. You cross so that grounds alone, not even knowing like what's the background story. From that grounds alone, you shouldn't have put your hands on me, regardless. But we'll see. Right. So she did that to have the little advantage, but whatever. Um... Breaking news! Breaking news! Um, Monique came out with a song called "Drag Queens." Now, have you listened to it? No, and I'm not really sure I want to. I wouldn't give drag queens. Yeah. Okay. So the name is questionable at best. Um, she says she got the permission from this like Beyonce drag queen who's like who does the best Beyonce drag. I guess I don't know. He's voted or she's just whoever. I don't know. But this queen that does Beyonce, she says she got the okie doke from her. So I guess I made it okay to just make a song called Drag Queens, and it's about her, obviously, about violence and dragging people. Um, I only heard the first verse because I heard it. Again, I wouldn't give a full spin, so I had to hear what I could hear. Uh, she didn't. She was just talking about her being fabulous and having money and looks in the first verse before the drag queens in it. Honestly, I'm not familiar with her producers or who those people are, but if you didn't know it was Monique Samuels, when I mean the voice doesn't sound like Monique Samuels at all. And it's shocking because it's a rap, so you wouldn't really have to change your voice. Um, Serious editing has been done. Yikes. Lyrics better than I thought, I guess, um, all things considered. (sighs) Yeah, that's really it on that. Well, my breaking news Candy Burris' daughter got a nose job? Riley. Riley Burris. Now, again, maybe maybe you can't prepare us for a nose job. I don't know if there's ever a time where a celebrity has prepared me so that I felt comfortable when they got a nose job to know it was coming. But to say they talk about it. We're right. We didn't even get a season of like Riley saying, like, I'm unhappy with my nose. (laughs) Yeah, I didn't even get a season of her hating her nose. Like, what the... I feel gypped. In the nose, did she go to Tamar and Nini's doctor? It's the same nose. It's Michael. Like, it's... It's a... It's... The nose people buy. Black people. <laughs> and we can say that. Y'all jealous about it. It's, it was a choice. I'm not confident enough to say it was a good one. Hmm. So we'll keep my boots on the ground on that one because I'm going to need some more updates on that. When did she get the nose? How is the nose healed? Is that the nose? It had to have been recently. Right. Um, Because if I go on her page, well, as of May 18th, it was still the old nose. June 19th, she has a mask on, so we can't tell. And then by July 21st, it was a new nose. So probably somewhere in the, the June 19th and the July 21st interim. She doesn't... 
Okay, go ahead. Look like herself. I don't know who she looks like. It's not her. I feel scammed. I feel as though I don't know her. Pretty shocked. Pretty shocked. Who is this woman? Woo! These kids, they grow up and they make their own choices, don't they? And they're usually bad. This is a bad <laughs> choice. Where's Candy? Can we get Candy on the pod to talk about how she's dealing with it? If you, like, let your child get some surgery, you know, and I say let because Candy probably paid for it. Not Obviously. probably. Candy paid for it. Um, and it's and it's bad. Do you tell them? Do you assume the guilt? Like, what happens in that those instances? I'm curious. Right, because Candy's never gotten a nose job, so it's not like she's Nini's her mother, and it's like, oh, okay, like you know, the nose thing. I do that too. We do it. <laughs> she, right. how did Candy react for her to come to you saying, "I have your nose. I'd like to chop it in half." <laughs> Emphasis on chop child because this is chop. chop job. Yes, yeah, chop. chop. This is not a no. It's a chop job. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what we're gonna call it from now on. Chop jobs. It, yeah, it was a scheme that Riley set up, but her to come to us with the bullshit. I did not like that. Did not like it. I don't want it. poor poor Riley. She'll never recover. Yeah, I mean, once you fuck up your nose, you fuck it up. The problem with noses, too, is that generally, like, you get, you know, and we talked about this with Gia Judice, um or Judice, depending on how you're feeling. Judice, 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 depends on the day. <laughs> right. Um, because hers is also looking a little questionable, in my opinion. And you always get at least, you get a good two rounds in your nose job, a good two rounds before it starts to get really thin and, and, dare I say scary looking right because you now you've you've taken out all the cartilage there's nothing to work with you've taken off the skin now you're pulling skin from other parts of your body to put on your nose it we're getting into really hairy territory when we're talking right. about and so she went to she went too chopped too chopped the first round and so now minimal cartilage to work with minimal work and you know what and we've talked about this before and we can again we can say this um it's very hard for black people to have a successful nose job, in my opinion. Um, because the problem areas that we have, taking the cartilage out from that, the flesh from that area can leave your nose looking very warped. <laughs> very, very thin, very barely a nostril, very do I even. Modern so, medicine has not quite mastered chopping the black nose and making it so that it's simply thinner on the bridge and not necessarily just taped in on the nostrils. Exactly. And are we shocked? Not at all. No. Um, but that's a story for another, you know. But, um, you know, it's just if you're getting a nose, if you're trying to, to, to decrease the width of a nose, generally it kind of looks a little weird. If you're trying to smooth out a like a, a you know a hump in the bridge, those always go perfectly seamlessly. Um, even if you're trying to like get rid of a little hook on the bottom, a hook a hook tip, generally that's okay. Yeah, that's no problem. That's no problem. But the reducing of the width, it just rarely, rarely looks good. Not saying there's a doctor who can't do it. I haven't seen him. 
there he's out there i'm sure i haven't seen his maybe work. he's a she maybe that's the gag maybe she's out there she's doing it haven't seen her right let's not be sexist she he she non-binary whoever I don't when know. you come up with the modern medicine and you have the breakthrough and you figure out how to do it announce it people are willing to buy it we've seen them so we've veered off a little bit but who's your housewife on display for this episode talk to me Candace. You're right. It was her party where her Twitter reads alone got her housewife on display. I must just say, it's her party. She's reading everybody up and down. Everyone's pulling her out on it. She's it just it just makes sense. No one else really stood on the episode quite quite as much as she did. Um Yes, yes, yes. So that's our housewife on display. I guess the breaking news happened, so we couldn't help it. It was breaking news. So Bravo thoughts, housekeeping, any theories for next week? Anything you want to talk there? I'm trying to think who I'm going to decide whose like, fault this fight's going to be. Because they're really pinning like, it on Eeks. Right, like whose side am I going to be on? I'll say I'm going to be on Candace's side. Yeah, right now I'll land there too. What I want to think about and what I want to try to predict are other feuds besides that feud. We're not in Beverly Hills, so this is not going to be a season where we're waiting for one feud and that's the only feud. There's going to be other issues too. And I'm wondering who are going to be the other like major players this season. I wonder how much Ashley's going to play a part now that she's a mommy. I wonder if that that's the only crap I give means you're stepping back and you're playing a lesser role. You've been stirring the pot for quite a few seasons. I don't blame her if she wants to step back or is she still going to be messy as she knows to be. Giselle's going to be in it regardless. Robin won't be in it. That's usual. I'm sure Karen will find herself in a few scuffles. She always does by accident. And <laughs> Wendy's new, so of course she's going to be in a few things. Of course. She has to establish herself. Right. There's also Seven Housewives, which I think is the most we've seen on Potomac so far, which is kind of cool. I just wanted to note that because I thought that was cool. Right. So we'll but, see. Yeah. So any final thoughts? Anything else to say on our first app? Did you get to watch the game that they played? There was, um, I don't know what the game is, but I'm going to assume you're talking about the shock. I hate to go shocking, but the bird. That they had come out and ask questions to Shady Bird. <laughs> Believe it or not, that wasn't what I was talking about, but that was pretty, pretty bad. It was one um, of the most ridiculous things I've ever seen on Watch Rabbit's Live, and they are ridiculous every day. I think even Andy was kind of embarrassed. Um, because he did make a comment about the bird's voice. Who workshopped that? Like, I imagine it's like an SNL situation where they're all sitting in a writer's room and just bouncing ideas off of each other. And who came up with that? And everyone said, yes, that. Yeah, let's do this. <laughs> I don't know who that, but I was actually referring to the um, who's a bigger snack game with Kitty Palmer. Oh, yes. That was a fun game, yes. And I just want to make a note on some of the choices that she's picked. Okay. I, think that, I think that some of them were pretty interesting. So, and I'll just read the choices for everybody because, hey, we're here. So between Juan Dixon and Apollo Nida, she chose Juan Dixon, which is fine, fabulous choice. Or the correct answer. Usually it's beauty's in the eye of the beholder, except for he's the correct answer. 
Next was Craig Conover and Harry Hamlin. And I landed with her. I think Craig is hot. So I was with her on it. Craig is hot. They also looked, they used a very skeezy, dusty picture of Harry Hamlin <laughs> that I wasn't too happy about. But You wouldn't believe that he was voted sexiest man alive one year, but they used a really seedy picture. Really seedy. Um, <laughs> then it was Chris Samuels and Mario, Mario Singer, a.k.a. With Larry the- Lobster. Wow, that what a pairing. And she chose Chris Samuels. That one was kind of hard, in my opinion. I don't know if I could have confidently picked between those two. I think I would have picked Chris, too, because of the money. Not the money, child. Yeah, the money and because he's younger. Money, he's younger. And she said, quote, I like how he's down for his family. (laughs) He got the good old family trope, you know, and that's fine too. And he's yeah, he did. He was putting his mom in the dust for Monique when she made too many weird comments. <laughs> A lot of weird comments. Um, okay, and so next was Mauricio and Frederick, which she chose right. Mauricio was the obvious choice. Um, Ray Huger and Greg Leaks. What now, this a one, situation. She chose Ray Huger, everyone, just in case you didn't know. And I and I and I man, I made a note of what she did when she chose him. She shook her tits at the screen. Yeah. And said she would have spoken to him if she was in his day. Um, she said Greg is cool, but Ray Huger, honey. So I want to know. What your thoughts are on that? Because I don't understand if I, I don't think I would pick Ray Hugo over Greg Leaks. Now she said it as though she knew Ray in his day because she. I have a tough time <laughs> envisioning Ray in his quote unquote day. I I don't know what that Ray was like. <laughs> Just as I don't know Greg Leaks. I don't think I would have thought he was any more attractive. <laughs> I mean, in his day or not. So, right. So, I'm just judging off of present day because those are the men I know. And, <laughs> and to say that I would hate to choose Greg Leakes, he's misshapen. At least Ray is not misshapen. <laughs> not misshapen. <laughs> <laughs> he is, but you know what? Greg has more of a personality thing going on, in my opinion. You um, know, I told you this one. I, I want to shout out. I think it was Raven. She's like this Bravo page. I forgot her page, but she says that Ray is quick to go senile. And I have that stuff <laughs> <laughs> because he is quick to make the eyes go cross and act like he doesn't know what's going on, which I don't have time for. Exactly. It, I, I just felt like <laughs> I just felt like Greg was the better choice. I thought she was really going to go for Greg. I thought he was the obvious choice, but I guess not. Um, Ooh, that was she said between Joe Gorga and Aaron from, and that was so easy. Joe Gorga too. I was, I was like the same as her. Joe Gorga, easy. Yeah, and maybe Aaron. Only con for Joe is that he's short. Right, and the thing about Aaron is this is not last season. Had you asked me this last season, I would have thought a little longer. Okay. I guess if we're talking Watch Happens Live, which we're not covering, but we're covering, let's also talk about the fact that they said. Kiki, what would you do? The messy parrot asked, Kiki, what would you do if you were in an 
elevator with August Alcina. <laughs> I know his name is Alcina, guys. It's a joke. Don't do that. A little longer. Yeah, for sure. But he's been real, real kooky <laughs> this season so far. Yeah, he showed his slip, so I can't really get into whatever he's doing. He's red all the time. Um, so. Last but not least, Captain Lee and Tom Girardi. And I was with her too, Captain Lee. Captain Lee's kind of sexy. He is. He has something about him. I don't know. I can't explain it. He's, they well, were he's, petty for putting Tom Girardi on there, in my opinion. Looking like a root vegetable. Woo! <gasps> Allegedly. Allegedly. Don't tell me. Yeah. Yeah. So I just needed to share that because I thought some of the choices she made was interesting. And then a lot of them I agreed with, obviously. Yeah, she made some really right choices. And the Ray one, as soon as you said you want to talk to her choices, the Ray one came to my mind instantly because that was that was the most obvious wrong choice. But um I'm glad that Ray has some fans out there. Yeah, she said she, she was Which, yeah, whatever, fine. I wish that she had had, you know, more of a spry answer. But I think she was just so taken aback by the question. Which she should have been. But, she but that's a lot. Because if you're locked in the elevator, I'd like to think no matter who the other person is, we're talking. Because, like, you know what I mean? We got to get we're out. Talking. And you know what? Quite honestly, y'all need to talk. Because because someone it is, seems like there's some things to talk about in y'all not relate to relationship. It seems like he's bothered by something. Maybe you just got caught in crossfires, but honey, a lot of Virgo energy going on in this. I don't know what all you all need to communicate. Uh, you all can do it. I don't know why you're not doing it. Let's step yeah. up. Aren't you supposed to be ruled by the plan of the communication? I'm not understanding why all of a sudden there seems to be some disconnect between all of you, Jada included. But if somebody. As the Twitter folks say, if somebody had said that on my 2020 bingo card that there would have been a crazy triangle between three Virgos, <laughs> things that I could not have planned for. I prepare for a lot, but not that. I can prepare for a lot, but not that. Quite unless the pandemic was less shocking than that. Yeah, I, I did not need to be a part of that. <laughs> But yeah, so okay, now are we truly ready to say goodbye? I think I've gotten everything off my chest. I think so too. I think we're done. Okay, so next time we'll be talking Beverly Hills in New York, and we're in the season, in the thick of it with those. So we'll have to probably give you all some context on where we land with everything and then talk through those two things in one episode. So we'll see how that goes. All right. All right. Until next time. Adios. Bye.